0: Welcome back for another episode of Crowding Moment. My name is Casey Gibson. I'm happy to have you here on whatever platform you're listening in on, whether it's podcasting or you're watching this live on YouTube. Enjoy today's episode with the Miss Nationwide Pageantry Group. We have three national title holders and I'm super excited for you to get to know each and every one of them. Enjoy today's episode with Miss Nationwide Pageantry Pageant Group. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest, and she's going to introduce herself.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Christina King. I am the current-reigning Miss Nationwide 2022. My platform is Saving Lives and Empowering Young People by LGBTQI Youth Mentorship
0: amazing well Christian, i'm so happy to have you on here today and this is one that a lot of people if they listen to my director series in the past i had brought on the director troy of the nationwide pageantry program and i really want to get to know you know why did you choose to come into the nationwide pageantry family
1: absolutely um it's kind of a funny story actually um my director troy is phenomenal and also very persistent (laughs) So, a few years ago, so in about 2018 2019, I was Miss Trans Illinois USA getting ready for Miss Trans USA. And he had messaged me and they were looking for contestants. And he's like, Hey, we would love to have you compete. Um, he had been following me for a little bit on Instagram. And at the time, I already had a state title. And so I was like, Well, I kind of need to wait a little bit. I can't really have two titles um, with my current one. And he goes, Oh, okay. Well, Please think about us. And then every year after that, Troy came around and was like, "Hey, are you ready to compete again? Hey, are you ready? Uh, let me know when you're ready." And so um, I didn't compete during the pandemic just because there was so much going on, and I had never um, honestly done a virtual pageant, and so I was a little bit concerned. Um, and then once we got to that, kind of fast-forwarded us to early 2021, I get the message from Troy like, "Hey." we'd love to have you compete. Are you ready? How's life going? And, you know, I kind of kicked it around. and I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know if this is a system for me. And I asked 50,000 questions. And Troy was so great to just take the time and answer all the questions. And if I had any concerns or wasn't 100% sure on something, he was right there instantly to say, nope, you can do this. This is what you need to do. Um, and then, obviously, once we got to 2022, I had gotten it together and was like, okay, it was like January 1st. I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I made a plan and here we are.
0: (laughs) That is so amazing. And I do love him. He, like you said, he is very persistent because he really does love the little baby of his of Nationwide that he's created. And he's just so passionate about it. And I'm really glad that he kept poking you because look at you now, you have a shiny new hat and it's just so amazing that, you know, things that just opening doors to people that you never would have expected and being able to meet them. It's just such an amazing aspect. And one of the things that you mentioned in our beginning spiel was talking about your platform. So I want you to tell the listeners a little bit more about what your platform is and kind of how you work with that.
1: Absolutely. So saving lives and empowering young people by LGBTQIA youth mentorship, LGBTQIA youth mentorship. Sorry. Sometimes I spit it out really quickly. Um, it came out of my own need. I, as a trans woman of color, saw growing up in, in schools that there wasn't a lot of people who looked like myself. Um, and so as I've aged and as I, I sound like I'm really old, but as I've gotten older and as I've competed more and more, I realized that we need these, um, that people need to see their full potential. They need to see that there are people like them who are doing well, who are excelling because so often as lgbtqia plus individuals we're told that we won't succeed or that we can't succeed or we're not allowed in this space or that space and so for me it's about going into schools and um, youth clubs and different um, mentorship opportunities and just talking to them about telling my story of where i came from um, encouraging them just talking to them about life and what it's like being an adult in the professional world as an LGBTQIA plus identifying person and really just bringing my authentic self to the table.
0: And I want to ask you this in pageantry, because sometimes it can be one of those toss of you never know what's going to happen. But how has your experience been being in the world of pageantry?
1: It's, it's been a mixed um, bag, to be honest. I have competed... This would be my second traditionally cisgender pageant. For those who do not know, cisgender is, um, you are born a sex and your gender identity matches that sexual, um, that sex that you were assigned. Sorry. Um, and so this is my second one. The first one, I went in and competed and kind of went in what we call stealth mode. So I did not disclose that I was trans. Um, and it was, it was a rough, pageant. I'm not gonna lie. I I did have those discriminating moments and I had people say things and treat me differently and I kind of just put that behind me. Um but otherwise I mean I come from a world of trans and drag pageantry as well that um I've loved pageantry. It's kind of what where my sweet spot was. I absolutely loved it. I fell in love with being able to get dressed up and do all the fun things and to pick a platform and actually do the work in my community. I'm a huge proponent of volunteering so Having a crown and sash to volunteer in is even better, right?
0: <laughs> oh, yes, I agree. It really does just change the atmosphere. When you show up in a crown and a banner, everyone immediately looks and is like, who is that? They want to know you, they want to meet you. And that's something I want to ask you. What have you noticed from, you know, or pageantry to drag pageantry? I have a really good friend who does a lot of the drag pageantry side of things. And so I want to know from your first point of view, what are some differences that you see in the different worlds of pageantry?
1: The hair, earrings, and dresses are a lot lighter in cis pageantry. <laughs> um. But on a more serious note, I think there's a lot of similarities. There's um, definitely a huge through line that you, in order to win a pageant and to succeed in any pageant system, you have to be your true authentic self. And I think that's something that really helped me translate over into Miss Nationwide so well was I had competed in pageants where they're like, be you, show us who you are, tell us who you are. And so being able to walk into Miss Nationwide and, in our interview, um, you have a five-minute presentation that you give, and in mine, I spent the time talking not only about my myself and my story of growing up in a traditionally Southern conservative home, but also just talking about why my platform is so important and really taking the judges step-by-step step through that process of why I needed this person. And I have a mentee that always says that you can't be what you can't see, and so why Having someone who looks like these children is so important for them to truly thrive.
0: That is amazing. And I'm so glad that you can at least tell your story here today. I, coming into this, I had no idea. I had no idea. So this, to me, I'm like, I just wonder who you are. And I'm so glad that you've come on here and you've been so genuine about this and just able to talk to me. It's so sweet. And I I want to ask you another thing of coming into Miss Nationwide was there ever any sort of, you know, walls up or even nervousness of being in the LGBTQ plus arena coming into this pageant?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, especially because it is a blended pageant. You've got Miss, 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 Mrs. And then we also had teen and preteens and a princess. And so um, I was horrified. I was terrified. And I had told her, I was like, I'm just really amusing. He's like, just trust me. Like, I've got your back. I'm here for you. If you need anything, like, the nationwide family has got you. And the women, both the former title holders who crowned me and the women I competed with, my uh, panelist sister, Danielle, especially, it was just so awesome and so sweet and so genuine. And that really helped me kind of take that deep breath and sigh and go, okay, we're good. And, you know, I I did face um, some hurdles, and I had people who said things that, Maybe weren't the nicest. But from that minute that I would be like, hey, this is what's going on. It was always addressed. And um, there was always a support system there, which is wonderful. That's what you want in any system that you compete in.
0: Absolutely. And I'm so glad to hear that from someone who's competed in the system and been with Troy for the past year. I know I had only met him over social media when he had just reached out and said, hey, I want to do an interview with you. I want to tell you about my system. And when he told me about it, I thought it was amazing. There's been some amazing people that came out of it who has the Lady Code shop. You have Lisa Opie. And so just such amazing people just randomly came through nationwide pageantry. And I'm so glad, Christine, that you're one of those people that I've been able to meet randomly over social media now and being able to meet through Troy. It's just such an amazing thing, but is there anything out there for anyone that's interested in this pageant? You know, what's that push or that initiative tell them to go ahead and do it?
1: I would say we're a system that you truly can be your true authentic self. I think every pageant system says be authentic, be yourself. It it's wonderful. Just just come as you are, and we know that that's not always the truth, right? We know that there are a lot of systems. You know, there's a whole podcast um out there that talk about like finding the system that fits you and finding the system that you fit in. And so, um, Nationwide is really one of those that is wonderful. It doesn't matter how old you are, right? We've got young kids who have competed for Nationwide. We have Miss that goes from 18 to 30, we've got all, you know, and then we have categories from there. So 30 and up categories. It doesn't matter if you're 75 because one of the women um, who was watching a live our live interview of ours one time said, well, what about me? Can I compete? I'm in my fifties or sixties. And we're like, absolutely. Like we have categories for everyone. So I think that's the beauty of Nationwide. It doesn't matter how your size, it doesn't matter your dress size. It doesn't matter where what your background is. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what you look like. As long as you can bring your true authentic self and really come ready to um, show who you are and really put the work into your platform and really push your platform, then you'll succeed in this this, um, system.
0: That is amazing. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. I know we're about to hear from a few others of your sister queens, and I'm super excited. But before we have you sign off, I want you to tell people what your social medias are or ways that they can contact you on to talk more their, more about you, about their story with you or even to hear more about your story through pageantry and what you've gone through in your entire life.
1: Absolutely. You can follow my title holder page on Facebook. It is Miss Nationwide Christina King or on Instagram. You can follow me at Miss Chris King.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I really, truly appreciate you being on here today. And guys, just hold tight because we'll have another one of our nation title holders up next. Alrighty, everyone. We have another one of our nationwide queens and she's going to introduce herself. Hi everyone, my name is Candace Hill.
2: I am Mrs. Nationwide 2022.
0: Amazing. Well, Candace, I'm so happy to have you on here today. Troy has told me nothing but great things. And so I'm super excited to have you tell the listeners a little bit more about why you chose to come to the Nationwide family.
2: Um, A couple of reasons. I've competed in other systems before. Um, I, I love competing. I love everything that pageants um, Um, stand for. And then also, um, I've known Troy for many years and and know that he's got a wonderful system and the opportunity presented itself to be a part of the family.
0: So I jumped in and joined. That's amazing. So with you saying you've been in pageantry before, what other pageants have you been able to compete in?
2: Um, Well, I competed for the first time when I was 17 in high school, which was a very, very long time ago. Um, That system is now Nam. Um, My husband and I are very involved in the USA system and travel to the different States and help out. I help out backstage and he does the lighting for um, the, the several of the States here in the Midwest. Um, I've also competed on the Mrs. Side in Mrs. America in 2013, I was Mrs.
0: Nebraska America and then now Mrs. Nationwide. That is so exciting. So you said y'all travel to other us pageant or usa pageants and what made you want to you know go to these pageants that actually help out backstage because i know that can be a daunting task
2: <laughs> um so the year i was mrs nebraska i was asked to come help um to, to travel to the other states to the Bros states um and it just stuck i have had we had so much fun um i love being backstage helping out with the pageants helping out with the girls um it is still crazy backstage but not the craziness as when you're a contestant so it's still a lot of fun um and then i got my husband involved and so he helps with the lighting and the stage
0: <laughs> that's so funny you can keep it in the family everybody has yeah. a job but it he comes loves it yep.
2: he takes it so seriously and he loves it and he um he really does a great job um at it so yeah it's fun it's it's really a fun thing for us to do together
0: That's so exciting. Well, with it being something you can do together, have y'all ever thought about doing like a Mr. and Mrs. Pageant? (laughs) (laughs) So
2: my husband is, um, likes, it really likes to work out. So we've talked about doing some fitness competitions. We haven't done anything yet, but, um, uh, he's got about a four year head start on me on the working out. So
0: (laughs) we haven't, we haven't jumped on that yet. (laughs) That, that, that would be a really fun experience. You both, because yeah. I know definitely those fitness competitions. Those are serious. Those people do yes. not come to play. Sometimes I think it's <laughs> scarier than pageantry. That says a lot. It
2: Sometimes it is. And it, you, you know, and the, the posing is a little, is different. Um, obviously the physique is a lot different. Um, so yeah, that's something that we've talked about doing and um, he's on board. So
0: yeah, we'll I see. Don't... I know for a lot of those, they do have the similar things of swimsuit and then of course the evening gown. If you got to choose your very own rhinestone swimsuit, which what color would you have it?
2: Oh, red! Red is my favorite color.
0: That would be oh, I love it. That's what that's one of my favorite things. I just happen to scroll across on TikTok or even on Instagram Reels of like the women getting ready for those competitions, and like I give them more power because that takes a lot of a lot of time, effort, mm-hmm. and you know, patience to get where they need to get, and it's that's impressive. It is such a. An so swimsuits I'm are expensive.
2: Those little teeny swimsuits are expensive.
0: Yes, you almost <laughs> do it yourself. Yep. <laughs> that's what Sheen doesn't make a nice little rhinestone swimsuit that you could wear for that. shean really no. needs to get on that. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Well, I digress from the world of fitness and swimsuit sort of competitioning, but when it comes to pageantry, you know, what is something you would tell someone who's thinking about competing in just any system coming into the pageant world?
2: My, I would have two pieces of advice. My first one would be do your research on the system and make sure it's a system. um, You know, if you're big into volunteering, you know, maybe make sure that there's a volunteer commitment if you have a platform, make sure there's a platform. If you have a talent, you know, I would make sure that the system that you're interested in best fits your needs. Um, and then I would, if you have any, I, I know sometimes pageants get a bad reputation, but they truly are a platform um, for women to have a voice. And if you have A story that you want to share or if you have any desire to participate in a pageant, I would say do it. Just make sure you find the right one that fits what you're, you know, fits your style and fits what you're looking for.
0: So with the nationwide pageantry, a lot of people are not familiar with it. What is kind of the phases of competition that they have to offer for those coming into it?
2: Um, there they do have an interview competition with the, an interview with the judges competition. Um, there is an on-stage portion, an intro um, portion, evening gown, um, and then there's a I believe it's personal style competition. So there's a, there's a, a couple different areas of competition, um, both on stage and then um, judges interviews.
0: That's amazing, so going into that judge's interview, what would be a piece of advice you'd give someone who's never had to do an interview before?
2: I would just say and when i and when I say this, um I don't mean to like have your answers memorized, but the thing for me was I really went through interview questions and just made sure that I had a stance on it, you know, made sure I you know had an opinion um and was able to clearly uh, voice my opinion and and get my opinion across kind of thing. So I would say um, practice. And one of the ways I practiced was when I was getting ready for interview, I talked to everybody. I stopped and talked to people. You know, I called people to practice over the phone. I practiced in person. If I was meeting a friend for lunch, you know, I was like, hey, shoot a couple questions to me. So um, practice and just be yourself, but know, but know what you stand for.
0: That's, that's really good advice. That's one of the things I agree with that. Talking to anyone and everyone you can really does help with those interview skills because Mm -hmm. you know, it could be children. It could be from eight to 84, whoever you can talk to, really does help. They have different views on life aspects or even just simply you know what's going on in the world today and what's changed since when they were a kid to where they are now and so that's Mm -hmm. I love that piece of advice that's so amazing thank you (laughs) well I want to ask you one final thing before we wrap up and move on to our next nationwide queen but if there is someone that really wants to come into this nationwide pageant what is just a push for you to get them to come to it Call me, <laughs> call me,
2: text me, send me a message on Facebook. I will talk to you. Um, I will, if there's anything I can do to help, I will help. Um, I will be a, your, a cheerleader, a, your you know supporter, your support system. Um, just reach out, just do it, reach out um, and give it a shot. You won't, you will not be sorry.
0: Well, Candace, if there's any way that people can reach you, whether it's social media or even on Instagram, what is the best way for those to reach you and what is your at names for them to find you at? Um, I am on Facebook. Uh,
2: the Mrs. Um, Nationwide page, I believe, is Candace Schrader Hill, uh, Mrs. Nationwide 2022, Candace Schrader Hill. And then um, I'm also on Facebook, uh, Candace Schrader Hill.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us on here today, Candace. This was an amazing chatting with you and we are new to our next Nationwide Queen. All right, guys, welcome back again. Today we have another one of our Nationwide Queens and she's going to introduce herself. Hi,
3: everyone. I'm Mary Harrison and I'm the reigning Ms. Nationwide.
0: All right, Mary. Well, I'm so glad to have you on here. We've already heard from two of your sister Queens, but I want to ask you, What brought you to the nationwide pageant and how did you ultimately find it? Yeah, so I actually first competed for
3: the Miss title that Christina holds now back in 2015 because I was just on Facebook one night and I saw a picture of the reigning Miss Nebraska nationwide and I loved the crown. Like It was like a paid advertisement that they were trying to get contestants and they sent this out. And I was like, I want that crown. And, I mean, they're gorgeous. And I was like, that that was what did it for me. And when I first started competing with Nationwide, like, it was our first live pageant ever. And it was in Houston. And we had purple sashes. And it was very, it, it was the same, but also, like, now we've got the pink sashes. So, it was really funny. When Troy added the Ms. division, because I had aged out of Ms., and when he added the Ms. Division, he now had the pink sashes. And I was like, okay, I want a pink sash. Because literally the majority of my sashes are purple. Because my city where I live, our color is purple. So I started competing in the local here. And it was a purple sash. And then the nationwide was a purple sash. And I was like, I want a pink one. And so he did it. And that's how he got me to come back for the Ms. Division. And then the girl that won that year, the woman that won, she was amazing. And I was like, I can't. I wanna be her when I grow up. <laughs> like, she's just incredible. And so then this last year, he was like, You gotta do it again. Cause then we had COVID the following year, and we you know, everything was crazy. And uh, so then he was like, You gotta come back. Like, you gotta come back. I'm like, Okay, third time's a charm. <laughs> and now I've got my pink and gray sash, which is like silver, super sparkly, and the crown is actually our pink. Our national crowns are like a rose gold color. So now I have a pink crown. And uh, pink is one of my favorite colors, so I that is how he has strung me along. First, it was this gorgeous crown, and now it's just pink everything else. And just the bonus, I'm a teacher, and I like don't have time during the school year to, um, you know, work out and eat as health as well as I could, especially the last couple of years. So, um, not having a swimsuit portion or a fitness portion, uh, that was nice for me uh, personally. Because I didn't have to, you know, see the pictures after the fact and go, man, I need to get to the gym. Um, <laughs> I already know that. I don't need a picture telling me. So it, it's the fact that it's very much built around women and women's lifestyles and what we are doing and what we are accomplishing as women and women in our bodies is, is magnificent. But we still get to be
0: feminine with our pink and our sparkles and everything glitters. It's wonderful. That's so amazing. You mentioned you're a teacher. What grade do you teach? What do you teach?
3: (laughs) So very interesting. I actually work with a homeschool charter out here in California, and we support families on their homeschool journeys. And a lot of families have come to us over the last couple of years, just with everything going on. And we realized there's a very big gap in the learning of what the children know, which is just a byproduct of what took place. And so I am now actually our assistant director of academic progress. So I have been put in charge of designing a program where we provide 30 minutes of synchronous instruction every single day for our TK through eighth grades. And we focus on reading on Mondays, math on Tuesdays and Thursdays, writing on Wednesdays. And then on Fridays, we have social and emotional skills and also a critical thinking class for our middle schoolers. So it's a very different approach than what i've been doing the last two years i was teaching a program for our second graders every day um, and then now i'm covering our tk through eighth grade um, and then our high school as well i'll be working with them to get them ready for the state test that we have to do so it's it's gonna be a busy <laughs> next couple months but it's really exciting to see this program come to fruition The last two weeks, I was doing a multiplication intensive class where every single day for nine days we did a multiplication table, and to make sure it was getting stuck in those kids' heads. And oh my gosh, the fun we had! And you know, they get to yell through the camera, and I I was very careful: do not scream, (laughs) mute yourself once, mute yourself back. But the fun they were having—you could tell they were engaged, they were getting it, they were proud of themselves, they were noticing the patterns, and. It's, it's been a blast to see, you know, something they didn't know 30 minutes ago. Now they do. It's exciting.
0: That is so amazing. So, you know, seeing it from the homeschool perspective, what do you think has been one of the, you know, from COVID and going forward, one of the hardest things students are learning and having to learn, or I guess relearn coming back into school in 2023? Right. The biggest thing's just been engaging with each other and reading body
3: language, right? When we're online, we don't always understand, like, there's 30 other people in this room. I'm not the only one. So Ms. Harrison's not answering me. She's not calling on me. Yeah, because I'm looking at the other (laughs) 28 kids here. You're not the only one. And so that's very hard for them. Um, And then the teachers are seeing that in the classroom as well. Uh, now they're back and it's consistent okay now we got to get back into the our routines of functioning with 34 other people in the room um you know we're we're not the only one and you can't just eat a snack all the time (laughs) um I know whenever I taught high school in the classroom we'd have ants if there was food in the classroom so we got to be careful with some of that and it's that's been a I think a big struggle for a lot of teachers that I've noticed is it's just those social skills being a human and interacting with other humans. And I think that's not just the kids that's right on up every single age group. I'm sure everyone's seeing it now. And, um, you know, we're really trying, but it's, we, we gotta learn, right? Like we're not the only ones we gotta learn how to behave and exchange ideas properly. And, say, excuse me, you know, don't slam the door on somebody, realize there's someone behind you, you things like that. And it's it's a process, but they're, they're working on it.
0: That is so awesome. Some of those things I never would have thought of being with that home aspect, but how do you balance doing all of these with the homeschool and being a title holder, a national title holder at that?
3: Yeah, it's really fun because some of my families that I work with one-on-one, um, you know, they know I compete in pageants and so they were really excited. How did it go? Did you win? You know, <laughs> they want to know, their, what's your dress look like? And because it's a lot of times with what I do, you know, I'm very inter- involved with the kids in a lot of the classes that I teach one-on-one with our school and I work our running club as well. And I teach another class called Zooartogy where we learn about a zoo animal and then we do an art project, which the kids love. Uh, so I'm interacting with these kids all the time. But the moms, because they're homeschool moms, unless they're part of a co-op, they're not really getting that other adult interaction. And then I work from home as well because of our setup. And our staff hasn't gotten together in person in since before COVID because of COVID. So we're all online as well. And so whenever we get on, sometimes it's like we're, we've got adult time when we're having our meetings. You know, we're going to talk and we're going to vent. And, you know, if they need to just let off some steam and have, you know, talk to someone that's not six years old, I completely get it. And we go over what they've been learning, you know, what they've been working on. The kids bring me their work and they show me everything and they tell me about the things that they've been doing. Um, But sometimes mom needs to just talk. And I get that. (laughs) And I understand. Um, And so sometimes we have a little longer meeting and we talk about the fact that the Girl Scout leader is – might not be as helpful as mom might want, but, um, or you know, the mail that something messed up with the Amazon delivery or you know, those things that they can't always communicate, you know, with the kids. And I understand. So, or even, you know, the family drama sometimes, right? Like, and I get it. I understand, you know, sometimes you just need that adult moment to reset your day. So no, <laughs> I, yeah. And being a national title holder, um, i completely to add that they, they love seeing what I'm doing um and it, they're supportive 100% and it's it's great to see uh, you know it's not very often you have a teacher that also competes and I think I'm seeing it more now you know we're, we're not just teachers in our classrooms we're doing more things and it really gives us a platform to speak on what is going on
0: it truly does and that's it's so amazing that I'm glad that you can also be able to be genuine and share that information a little bit about yourselves and that's nice with the parents because you know yeah. I agree with you I work from home so I understand the struggles of not seeing anyone all day I have a roommate who's a night shift nurse so she's rarely ever home and if she is she's sleeping so I'm having to right. play the quiet mouse game and not- <laughs> And not slamming the pots and pans and making mm-hmm. breakfast too loud. So I have to be very careful, like you said, with your surroundings, not slamming those doors, being very aware of those things around you. And I understand, though, sometimes you just need to vent to people, even if it's over FaceTime or over your Zoom calls. <laughs> I totally understand that one. But with being in pageantry and the u- uniqueness of the nationwide pageantry program What really made you want to, I know we talked about this was your third time and you really want to come back for that, but (laughs) what are some key points in the pageant that really just drew you to the system just to start off?
3: Right. I was definitely, when I first started competing, it was after my first year teaching and my first year teaching was extremely difficult. And I ended up just not recognizing the person in the mirror whenever I would look in the mirror. And I just wanted to feel like myself again. And part of that was competing in pageantry because you get all done up, right? And that you, you have the makeup and your hair's done and you're, you're doing it and you're dressed and you're ready to go. Because at that point in my life, I was not putting makeup on. I was barely brushing my hair. It was very, very difficult. And now competing, you know, whenever I went last year, it was very different. I was ready to go. I I knew exactly what my platform was. I knew exactly what I was going to talk about. I wasn't there to feel like me again because I already felt very much like me. Um, Zoom filters were great during the school year whenever I got tired because you you couldn't tell, but it was also, I knew what I was doing and I was being successful at it where that first time I was very questioning if I was even doing the right thing and now competing with Nationwide, it's platform-based. You have your platform presentation, which I won best in uh, platform presentation and interview, um, which was amazing. And I remember feeling whenever I walked out of that interview, like I nailed it. That was my best interview ever. And I couldn't believe it. And it, I mean, it was so, and it, I think very much my platform is Literacy for Life, which is promoting reading and writing for all ages because I see the benefits of it. I have a master's in library and information science that I worked on the last two years. So it was very, I was seeing all of it and the benefits of why we need libraries, why we need literacy, why we need to be focusing on it. And I got to stand up there and talk about it. And then you get to talk about it to the audience. And then they're gonna ask you a question about it. And it is very much your platform. It's not other systems I've competed in. They asked about politics. They asked about um, other, you know, very controversial topics where it didn't matter how correct and formulated my answer was, someone was going to be upset <laughs> and it didn't matter. And I remember I could tell you in every single interview I had the moment I lost it because I watched the reactions of the judges and I always knew. And I didn't get that with nationwide ever.
0: That is amazing, Mary. But before we actually log off, I want you to share any sort of social media platforms or ways that any of the listeners today can t- contact you to learn more about what you're doing and where you're going.
3: Yeah. So I'm on Facebook. It's Ms. Nationwide 2022 And then it's got my name. And then I'm also on Instagram. But it's long. It's a long one because it combines another title that I have as well um, with my Just locally, but it's Ms. C of SB Empire underscore Ms. Nationwide. So you'll find me. If you search Ms. Nationwide, it should come up.
0: Perfect. And I'll put it in the caption below. So if they didn't catch that, they can catch it from whatever platform they're listening on. And on Instagram, it will be in the bio below. But thank Mm -hmm. you so much, Mary, today for joining us and to all the nationwide queens in Detroit for sharing you ladies with me. It was such an amazing episode. And you know, guys, you never know what happens in the future, but I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of the Crowning Moment podcast. Bye, guys.